Well, just real quick on pole vaulting. You know, I used to coach that. Uh, I didn't junior, know that. Junior high in high school. Did yeah. you really? You're a pole vaulting coach. I was. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Cool. did you pole? Yeah. Did you pole vault? Well, I did in junior high for okay. a little bit. So you know, when you get to pole vaulting, they'll you know they got straight pole and then bent pole, right? Straight right. pole is just like you're you're not really bending it and you're just kind of just jumping, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When you get to some speed up and some. Stuff you yeah. start bending the pole. That's when I stopped. Dude, that's that's scary crazy. stuff. It's crazy to see how much it bends back. Like I, yeah, I, dude, I tra- I'm, I'm out on that. I used dude. to tell people like you don't have to. You have to be a little bit strong. You have to be a little bit fast. You have to be a lot crazy <laughs> to be a good <laughs> pole vault. Yeah, my yeah. middle son did it in middle school, and it was interesting. He oh, never cleared man. it till district, and then he won district. I was like, I think he's the only Still going. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Oh man, I love it. That just got real. Yeah. yeah. Here we are. Another <laughs> episode. Speaking of another episode. We're excited today. We have uh, a new guest on with us today. Um, Sam, go ahead and introduce our guest, buddy. Yeah, I'm excited to bring on uh, Candy Gibbs with Hope Choice Ministries right here in Amarillo. You also operate in Canyon. Um, so, Ben, this is exciting for me because I know that the, we, we talk about all the time about what our values are. You know, obviously, we, we, we work real estate, we, we believe in investing, we believe in, you know, the capitalism and the free market, but also what our, our values align with, um, aligns with what Hope Choice Ministries is all about. They are a pregnancy center, and they're biblically, they're biblically based, and they do a lot of great programs that I didn't know about. I was just studying up on some of this, and not only do they... Uh, are they at an advocacy center, but they also offer mentorship programs. They have events going on, not only in Amarillo, but also Canyon at the college. It's amazing stuff. So we want to talk about a little bit of that, that today. Um, first of all, can you tell us a little bit, just, just kind of introduce us into what Hope Choice Ministries is, how it came about, and what its mission, mission is? Okay. Well, Hope Choice opened in 1988 as a pregnancy center, and it was a response to Roe v. Wade, which we all know uh, passed in 1973. And there are actually 2,500 pregnancy centers across the country. An average pregnancy center will see about 80 to 100 clients every month. And here in Amarillo, amongst our three locations, we see over a thousand pregnancy center clients a month, which makes our pregnancy center one of the largest in the country. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Incredible. Yes. And we also, all of our services are offered free and confidential. So we don't charge for any of the services that we provide. And all of our funding comes from individuals and a few small local grants. Um, We believe that we don't take any government funding because we want to offer the gospel to every person that comes through our doors. And so we see a lot of people receive Jesus as their Savior through the different programs that we offer as well. That's amazing. Love that. Um, So just in talking about that, you know, on the thousand people coming in, 
you know, each month. Is that, do you see that that is increasing um, throughout your time there? Like maybe st- starts off at a lower number, but throughout the years you've seen that just increasing? Absolutely. It has increased throughout the years. Um, but I love the opportunity that Hope Choice has. Because there are a lot of opinions about pro-life versus pro-choice and who can say what to who and all of those things. But um, the arguments that we see when we visit with a woman that is a real live pregnant lady Mm -hmm. faced with the decision of whether she's going to carry that baby or not. It doesn't sound like what you hear on television. They never say, it's my right as a woman. You can't legislate morality. You know, none of those things. But she will say things like, my boyfriend's going to break up with me. My parents are going to kick me out. I'm going to lose my scholarship. And it is usually one thing that is causing her to feel like abortion is her only way out of a difficult situation. But when we get to sit with her um, and say, we will help you navigate that one problem in your life. And Mm -hmm. if we do... That will push back the darkness and quiet the chaos and allow you to make a decision that will be good for you and for your baby. And it's an incredible experience and a blessing for sure. So uh, most of our pregnancy center clients are word of mouth. They hear about it from somebody they know that has been through some of our services or programs and they're sending them in. So the numbers have definitely grown Mm -hmm. over the years. And I also see, you know, I was reading just on the website and just from what I hear is like the women that come in there, just like you're saying, they're saying, this is my only option. Mm-hmm. Maybe they hear it from, you know, from, as you said, the, the ones that they're listening to, they believe that this is my only option. Um, what other options do they have? If they come in there, what, what other op- options are you giving them? If they come in to see us, we're going to talk to them about the risks involved with abortion, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And then we're going to talk to them about adoption and parenting as positive options. Um, The interesting thing about adoption is uh, there's a typical young lady that will consider adoption, and it's not a 13-year-old with a single mom at home. It's usually a 19-year-old Caucasian college-bound girl that will consider placing her baby for adoption. Um, We have probably between 900 and 1,000, maybe 1,200 positive pregnancy tests every year throughout the ministry. And if we have 15 girls choose to place their babies for adoption, that is a high adoption number. Mm, It is a very difficult choice for a young lady to make. Uh, So most of our clients will choose to uh, parent their babies. Uh, Statistically, last year, we had 923 pregnant women come in saying they were considering abortion. And out of those 923, 911 chose life. Wow. Um, Wow. Amazing. The one major factor in that is an ultrasound. Uh, because when they have that pregnancy test and it shows up positive, they have a problem. But if we can get them to go down the hall and have that ultrasound, all of a sudden it's not a problem, but it's a baby. And it's my baby. And it sucks its thumb and dances across that ultrasound uh, video screen. And all of a sudden they're willing to consider 
other options. And so it's an amazing, miraculous thing. But parenting is the choice that most of them will make. Uh, We also believe that if we're going to talk to you about parenting this baby, we should also offer you practical help as you do that. So um, we provide benevolence items free of charge, diapers, formula, baby clothes, maternity clothes, baby furniture, really anything that a new mom and baby might need. Um, We also offer lots of educational classes, parenting classes, what to expect when you go to the hospital to have your baby, childbirth classes. We have classes for dads. Uh, We have a lot of men that come in who say, man, I've never... You know, she's played with babies all of her life and babysat. I've never even held a baby, you know, and now I'm going to be a dad. So we talk about what does your child need from you as a father, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually as well. Uh, So we really do try to come alongside these families and prepare them to parent the the kiddos, not just, hey, great, now you're going to have the baby and we're out. Uh, But we walk with them for years. I love that. And and as we were all talking earlier, you made an, an awesome comment I wanted to touch on too was when, and you did just a little bit, touched on a little bit too while ago of saying, you know, it's it's really just helping that, that young woman kind of get to the point where you can kind of declutter the mental space and, and really think about making that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love that you said earlier was, you know, there's nine months if they would give you the time to talk through, to, to educate, to show them all the, the resources you just mentioned. And I'm sure that's a part of that process. Yeah. Oh, yes, for sure. And it's, it's interesting because what happens is, and you don't have to have been in this kind of a situation to understand what crisis feels like, right? But it's that moment in your life where you feel like time stops yep. <laughs> and... It is crashing waves of emotion, like fear, regret, anger, shame, all those things. Well, if we make a decision in that moment, it's likely not going to be a good one. Right. But we have to allow ourselves the time to let those emotions settle, Mm -hmm. talk to our family, talk to our friends, get other counsel, and ask the Lord. (laughs) You know, and if we can do that, then we can see a clear path forward. Right. I am involved in this ministry because when I was a senior in high school, uh, I was raised in a Christian home. My dad was a youth minister. I got saved when I was five and meant it. Uh, But I was super insecure and shy. And so all of my life, I was just trying to find a place to fit in. And when I got into high school, there was this young man, and he decided he kind of liked me, and he was class favorite, class president. He was going to college to play football. And I was like, man, this is exactly what I've been waiting for. My parents said, you won't date this guy. Well, being 17 and super smart, I decided, (laughs) you know, I'm going to date him and we'll break up and nobody has to know and nobody gets hurt. And about two years into that relationship, um, I came to this pregnancy center for a pregnancy test by myself. Um, found out I was pregnant, and the the volunteer that was helping me said, well, what do you think you're going to do? And I said, "Um, I won't have an abortion because we are a Christian family, and we don't believe in that, but everybody's going to panic. And so I went to tell my boyfriend uh, that I was pregnant, and he responded like most, most would, and he said, wow, sure didn't mean for that to happen, and 
I want you to do whatever you want to do, but I'm going to school and I'm out. And he was. And so I went home to tell my dad uh, that I was pregnant. And I remember standing in the driveway. And I've told this story literally thousands of times. And every time I tell it, I get the same feeling in the pit of my stomach of what it was like to stand there and tell my dad, hey, I've been lying, sneaking around, dating this boy, and now I'm pregnant. Well, we panicked. And it was that flood of emotion and crisis. Um, And we decided, because we didn't want people in our church to know, that the best thing for me to do would be to have an abortion. So one week after I found out I was pregnant... Um, Planned Parenthood here in Amarillo made me an appointment for an abortion in Lubbock um, and I had an abortion Hmm. and that daughter would turn 30 years old this year and um, it changed my life it changed my family Um, it has shaped my three kids that I have now and the Lord has truly used it for good but it is a decision every day that I would give anything to go back again mm-hmm. I think that's um, you know obviously that's tragic and beautiful at the same time in, in, the, in the way that you have a perspective when young women and, and men come into your center that you can approach them in a the way that you're like look I've been there mm-hmm. I know what's on the other side and there is you know answers on on what you can do and so it's interesting too, you know, from coming from a, a guy's perspective, just real quick, it's like, you know, when you found out found out my wife is pregnant or my, my girlfriend is pregnant, I would totally be panicked if it was an unplanned one and it's not something I would want. And I think it's the same thing, like just coming in in a wise mind of saying, like, I don't know what everything it is to be a dad, but I can do this. And to having that perspective of coming in and saying that this can this can, you know, be life altering um, if you choose the route of an, an abortion. Mm-hmm. However, it can be life altering in a positive way if you choose to have the baby. So, having that perspective is just just invaluable. Well, when you think about it, um, I think men get a bad rap because most of the time, it's about eighty percent of the time. If a couple is not married and they get pregnant, the guy bails out. It's about 80%. And so people all the time are like, well, these guys, they just won't stick around. Mm -hmm. Well, the girl would do it too Mm -hmm. if she could. That's the reason so many do choose abortion, right? Mm -hmm. So I think men get a bad rap. But something that you touched on was you said um, I would. it would be a blessing if I could say I can do this, right? But we need, as Hope Choice and Pregnancy Centers, men like you that will come alongside these young men and say, you might not have had a dad, but you can do this. Mm-hmm. And I believe you can do it. And I'm going to model for you what it looks like to do it. Um, and we have some men. But if there are any men out there that would say, I feel like the Lord's calling me to do that, we, we need you. Because there are so many young men that just need someone to say, yeah. I believe in you. I yeah. believe you can do it. Amazing. Man, Amazing. I, I love that. And I, could you touch on that a little bit more too about um, the volunteers and the people that you guys need um, at, at, at this care center? Um, just touch on that a little bit. Yes. What that would look like. 
Well, first of all, we have volunteers that go through an extensive training, and most of them are the ones that sit with a woman who is doing a pregnancy test, having an ultrasound, and making her decision. So there's definitely that option. But we need uh, people that want to teach classes. We offer parenting classes. Uh, We need men and women that would help and participate in those parenting classes. And then all of our mentoring programs. Uh, We haven't even talked about those, but I want to tell you a story about the one that's for young men. It's called Bravehearts, Um, and it is for teenage boys. And um, we actually have a group that's going in about a month to Wheeler Peak, which is the top it, the topest, the highest peak, <laughs> the, tip uh, the tip toppiest <laughs> peak in New Mexico. All right. Um, and we have leaders that take uh, young men and a male role model. It might be their dad, granddad, coach. Uh, sometimes there are our guys that are volunteers, but they summit with a backpack camp summit, come back down to base camp, and then all the way down. And they're carrying these heavy packs. But on this journey, we're talking about what does it mean to be a man and a man of honor? And what is the Lord's calling on your life? Well, a lot of these young men, they have never done anything like this, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they've never had anybody say, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, my middle son, Jake, he's 24, and he helps with uh, Wheeler Peak and Bravehearts. And they were... Uh, on a trip not too long ago. And always you start up this mountain and these guys, these young men are like, I can't carry it. Well, they'll offload on everything off their backs, you know? So now the other guys are carrying it. And uh, there was one, they always have somebody that really struggles. Well, this time Jake came home and he said, I've never had a guy like this, but this kid was like, I, w- I cannot go anymore. And Jake said, can you walk for 30 more minutes? This kid's like, no. I can't walk 30 more minutes. Can you walk 15 more minutes? I can't. I can't walk anymore. And Jake said, can you take 10 steps? And the guy was like, I I can take 10 steps. And he said, "Um, Mom, me and this this guy climbed that mountain 10 steps at a time. Wow. Wow. And I kept telling this guy, I will believe that you can do it until you believe that you can do it. And that is what we need. All of us, whether you're the girl pregnant, the young man that doesn't know how to be a dad, or just a teenager trying to make it, is you need somebody that will say, I see greatness in you, um, and I'll believe it until you do. So whatever it is that you think is your ability, maybe you want to work with the pregnant girls, maybe you want to help a kiddo. We have programs for kids 8 to 12, teenagers, college students, men, women. Um, We need you. And volunteers do a, a huge amount of the ministry that goes on at Hope Choice. Wow. Man, that gives me chills. I know, me too. Man, I'm, just, I'm all I'm over like here just, like on the verge of tears, <laughs> man. I'm like, no. man, it's hitting my heart. I know. That's what it is. I do love that. And I think, man, I think just from, uh, again, I just go back to that, guys. But when, when men, you know, would do something that's physically challenged, a little, a little bit of, you know, looking at a summit of a mountain or if it's a, a lake to cross or whatever and just to say that we I can do that or I'm gonna do that mm-hmm. that's that's part of that challenge that we we take on and I love it yeah. Um, yeah. okay so let's talk about that the mentorship programs for a minute so you you, you you're an advocacy center you're uh, and then you decided hey, I'm gonna we're gonna branch out 
Why did you decide to branch out into, into mentorship programs? Well, we decided to do that um, around the year of 2000. And the reason was um, I became involved as a volunteer. And then I think I've had every job at Hope Choice uh, from the time I was 21 until now. I'm a lot more than 21 now. I've been there <laughs> about 26 years. Um, but in the 90s, um, we had a typical client. And it was a girl usually who maybe didn't have a good relationship with her dad or was just looking for a place to fit in. Um, But around 2000, and this is when technology came in, took everybody by storm. I mean, Mm -hmm. we as parents thought, oh, great babysitting tool or everybody should be on social media or whatever. Um, We learned really quickly that that is really not a good decision. Uh, But we were we were being drowned. So we then start seeing girls who, intact family, great dad, great mom, maybe even Christian, going to church, and they're coming in and finding themselves in an unplanned pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I can remember sitting with family, siblings, and parents, and this girl, and everybody devastated by these choices, and it was getting hopeless. And I can remember sitting in my office and saying, okay, we, I will continue to do this, but we have to do something that is offensive mm-hmm. and preventive and we're getting our clocks cleaned over here and the lord gave me the idea for mentoring programs and we started with one for teenage girls it's called pearls and it's about relationships and we've written all of our own curriculum to my knowledge we're the only pregnancy center in the country that does mentoring programs um Pearls is biblically based, and we talk about what's purity. And it's not just not having sex till you get married, mm-hmm. but it's how you think and believe and behave. And we bring their parents in, and we get parents involved in the conversation and in the decision-making about what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. And just for the record, right. social media is should be off-limits for everybody, period, through high school. I mean, it causes an incredible amount of damage. Um But anyway, we talk about things like that in these Mm -hmm. mentoring programs. So after we did Pearls, we had a need for young men. That's when Bravehearts started. So Bravehearts is for teenage boys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we had parents calling, okay, 13 is not young enough. We need something younger. So we do Chosen and Squires for ages 8 to 12 girls and boys. Uh, It's not about, you know, sexual purity or anything like that, but it is you know what, you can learn the word and you can be an impact maker for the kingdom when you're eight. And these little kids are all about it. Um, So we have those programs and then we have our college ministry, which uh, has grown and grown. It's now called 1330 and we can talk a little bit more about that. Absolutely. Uh, But we were invited into public schools several years ago, and we have two programs that go into the schools. One's called LEAD, Mm -hmm. and that's about developing and fostering leaders on a campus. Um, We believe if we can get the leaders or influencers all in a room and we can talk about what is a healthy leader and influencer, if we can get those guys to move in the right direction, the whole campus will change. Oh, okay. Um, so that's what LEAD is. And the other one's called Reach for Greatness, which is a character development program, kindergarten through 12th grade. And Reach for Greatness is on over 100 campuses in the Texas Panhandle right now. 
Wow. That's incredible. I love that. <laughs> That's incredible. Cool. How, oh, now, all the different ministries and, and things that, that you guys do, um, you, you talked about 1330 and the college campus. Can you just kind of touch on that real quick, just to kind of go in depth on, on some of the aspects of that? 1330 is a campus ministry at WT. Um, it was We have a program called the Jericho Project, which is their outreach to the campus. It was written by college students, and they are committed to going out on that campus and pointing people to Jesus. Um, they have a Tuesday night worship. They have a lot of Bible studies. But a unique thing about that is we were gifted a building. It's the only building on the campus of WT that the school does not own. Um, and we have a coffee shop. It's called 1330 Coffee. You should try it. It's really, really good coffee. That's what I'm talking about. I love yeah, coffee. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I was about to say, we're all going to take a trip. Yeah, that's yeah right. you need to. But it, the environment um, is a godly Christian environment that students come in there they it's peaceful in there um they're able to receive ministry there we can do pregnancy tests and ultrasound there Mm -hmm. Uh, but Mm -hmm. it really is an outreach to college students and it's phenomenal we've seen incredible fruit in just one year we've been open with the shop for one year okay so where is where is the shop it's on 26th street it's i think it's 20 26th street it's right across, if you know where the little chapel is on the campus of WT, we're right across the street from that, uh, right next to the Wesley Foundation, which is another amazing uh, campus ministry. But you can't miss the building. It's a huge building, 1330 Coffee. Gotcha. So if you are a college student listening right now, WT, you need to go there today. Yes. Coffee. Yes. Go check it out. That's right. Well, and it's, I think that's important, too, because... I love that you're in so many age aspects because I think that's important to reach. Like you said earlier about having an offensive, I love that you're getting at the hearts of all these young individuals from a very young age and then carrying that through in ministry all the way up through college and even beyond. And I think that's so important because there's so many dynamic changes that happen in life at each one of those stages of of age. And, man, even looking back, I'm like – my college days, I'm like, that. that's just wonderful that you guys are on campus. Um, that's actually where I, I graduated from. Mm-hmm. And so just spending all, all four, well, six years of my time at WT, like, I, I just, that would have been great to have. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just so thankful you guys are there and doing what you're doing. Um, it's, it's needed in our communities for sure. Yeah, and that's where it all starts, too. I, I love that that, that is a, a focal point for you guys, and you realize that, that it starts with young men and young women, and like these children, um, instilling these things and, and encouraging them and letting them know, because I have two boys, we have two boys at home, um, but letting them know that, hey, you you can do this. I, I believe in you. Um, and maybe there's kids in situations that maybe they don't have that. And so being a voice and being somebody, ha- having those role models and people in place that can really pour into those kids is it is vital. Mm-hmm. It I is. Like I mean, one of the biggest things men and women lack just in life in general is a mentor, leader, yep. somebody that is um, biblically founded in truth that can lead them through the right way to live life. You mentioned that it was called 1330. Why is it called 1330, and where, does that, where did that come from? It's called 1330 because uh, the young people that worked on our uh, curriculum, they 
suggested names. And 1330 comes from Numbers 1330. And this is the story where um, Moses had sent in the spies to the land. And 10 came back and said, we can't do it. But two came back and Caleb said, we should go in because we can certainly do it. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is that, again, we are not playing defense. We are going out and we are being and doing the things that the Lord has called us to do. And so that is the heart of 1330. And whether we're talking about 1330, our college ministry, or Bravehearts, or even the girls coming in for pregnancy test, one of, a, one of the common themes of our ministry is we will say shield to shield because the Lord has given us armor. Mm-hmm. And your mm-hmm. shield is your shield of faith. Right, because I can look back and say, well, God did this in my life, and he did this in Derek's life, and I believe he can do this in your life. Mm-hmm. And I will hold up my shield of faith while you come back here and receive the ministry and encouragement that you need so that you can stand with your shield, because there's going to be a day when I need to come back and be encouraged and receive ministry as well. And that is the mindset of the ministry of Hope Choice. We will stand with you. And it, it's changing, it is changing lives, and it is what the Lord has called us to do. So I love that. That's some warrior talk right I there. Love man. I love it. I love it. I know. It. I'm so about to say, where's our shields at, man? <laughs> Let's get them. And, uh, McCall, you know, you're just going to have to put in some shields in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, um, it's not being of this world, because they are definitely, just going back to that 1330, they are definitely, you know, in a place where they're surrounded by, worldly worldly thoughts worldly visions worldly actions and that's they need to be that yeah a, a neat thing i'm sorry i keep interrupting yeah, you go. um this last semester was the big controversy on the campus of wt because there was a drag show that they wanted to host on the campus and right. dr windler who i adore the president said no you're not going to host that on the campus so there was a protest Uh, people coming from all over the place to protest in favor of this drag show. Well, we sat down with our 1330 students and we're like, well, what what are you going to do? And Mm -hmm. what they did was take tea and lemonade from the coffee shop over and serve it to anybody that was there and pray for people and with people. Um, And actually the protesters on like day three were calling to make sure our guys were coming over. So cool. uh, because they wanted to have their presence there uh, at that, at oh, that that's protest. that's so awesome. And so we were able to stand for what we believed in and do it in love, yeah. but unapologetically. And I so that's that. what 1330 is love all it. about. That's so good. So good. One thing I wanted to touch on real quick, too, because um, I just thought it was such a beautiful story, is part of your story and how you got the center here in Amarillo and kind of coming full circle with that, that was a beautiful story. Could you just touch on how you got that center, mm-hmm. especially now that you've shared your story with us and, and everybody viewing and listening about, um, about you know, you going to Planned Parenthood. So can you just share a little bit about that? Yes. So um, we have three locations. We have one in the Meta Park area, one at 1330 on the WT campus, and then one downtown. And the location downtown is the one that uh, you're talking about. So uh, 
at one point in the late 90s, Planned Parenthood was booming in the Panhandle, and there were 19 Planned Parenthood offices across the Panhandle, the largest being mm. on Taylor Street in Amarillo. And they gradually started closing down, uh, which, praise God, that's great. Mm. Our Planned Parenthood uh, on Taylor Street had even changed their name. They were the last one remaining. They changed their name to Haven Health Clinics um, as an attempt to, you know, I don't know what, get more people to come in. Mm -hmm. So um, we had an office at this point near Caprock, and we were having a lot of trouble with this facility. It was leaking and flooding and all these things. And so we were looking for a place to move that location, and it just got overwhelming. I'm like, forget it. We don't have time to look for a place. We're just going to stay where we are. Well, I had a board member who said, I I saw this one more house on Polk Street I want to go look at. So later that day, he calls me and he says, the house on Polk is out, but you won't believe what building is for sale. And it's Planned Parenthood on Taylor. And so we're immediately like, well, for it, this has nothing to do with a building, but we got to have that facility. And we purchased that building in 2016, uh, renovated it. And so now the building that was Planned Parenthood, the mm-hmm. building that sent thousands of women to Lubbock or other places for abortions. Uh, the place that scheduled my abortion in 1992 uh, now had changed hands and was in the hands of the Father. And the Lord has done amazing things through that building. Women that their abortions was scheduled by Planned Parenthood in mm-hmm. that building are now coming to post-abortion healing groups in that same facility. So it truly is taking back ground that the enemy stole. Um, just last week, we had uh, day camps. We had a week for teenagers and a week for kids. Free camp for local kids. Uh, we had 200 kids attend those camps we had 53 salvations, and 40 of them got baptized in the parking lot of what used to I be love that. That's so amazing. amazing. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So good. Thank you for sharing that. I just know that, man, that just part of your story and coming full circle like that, it's just, God is so good. Yes, he and is. And I just, I love that part of the story of, of Hope Ministries. I love that, of Hope Choice. So yes. Thank you for sharing that. You yeah. bet. Hey, Candy, you, you mentioned uh, post-abortion care or... What was it exactly that you said? Is that it's called New Dawn Post-Abortion Support Group? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and it is it it saved my life. Um, I said that I had an abortion uh, as a senior in high school. About two years after uh, my abortion, I learned about this Bible study and decided to come. I remember saying, "This is pointless because there's not anything anybody can say that's going to fix what I've done." But I came sort of as a last attempt, Um, and it absolutely changed my life. And it's not the curriculum um, or the teacher, but it is time alone with the Lord where you learn. Mm. Um, There's not any mess that you've made that he can't redeem, and he can still use your life. And though I made a lot of sinful choices, the worst of which was choosing to abort my daughter, um, he can forgive us and he can use our life. And I heard uh, Beth Moore say one time, I hope I live long enough that the enemy's sorry he ever messed with me. And every morning it is my privilege to come to Hope Choice 
because of that. It's amazing. So good. And I just love how many different parts of, of ministry and healing and, and hope you're giving to so many people in so many avenues, because whether you're a young woman who's alone in this decision or, you know, you're the other partner that feels alone and feels like you have to get out of this decision, or if you're the parents involved or family or loved ones, or even if you've made that decision and you need help afterwards, there's so many different avenues you guys help with that I think is just so amazing that, um, you know, even in today's time, hope is needed. Oh yeah. And, and I love that you guys named that Mm -hmm. hope choice because that is something that, um, that is desperately needed in today's time. So I'm just really thankful that you guys are in town and I'm, I'm thankful you're here. So I've got a couple of things that you, I just want to just make sure we, I, I see some of the services that you, that you help provide. You got a 24 hour helpline, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. So what is that? What does that mean? Just anybody that's sent into the crisis right now, they can call. Will they get a hold of a, a they person? They will get a hold of a person. Yes, they will. Um, there is someone available to answer the call 24 seven. For any need, if you just need somebody to pray with you, or if you're in a crisis pregnancy or whatever, we would love the opportunity to talk with you. Awesome. Um, Free pregnancy testings? Yep. Sonograms? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Pregnancy adoption information? You Mm -hmm. mentioned the the clothing? Yep. Um, Parenting classes, dad classes, um, childbirth, baby safety classes? Uh Uh-huh. Premarital workshops? Yep. Premarital, post-abortion, um... We, we believe that if we are going to encourage women and men to parent these kiddos, that we need to do everything that we can to practically support them in that decision. Awesome. And that's the reason that we offer all the different programs. And all of our programs are free and confidential. So you don't have to worry. You won't get a bill. Um, we just want the opportunities to support. Awesome. I love that. Okay, so what events, if you could just tell us quickly or just go into depth, what events do you have coming up? Uh, Coming up, you know, if we're going to offer all of these programs free to our clients, we have to fund ourselves some way, and we don't take government funding. So we do uh, three major fundraisers a year. Uh, The next one will be the Walk for Life. This is going to be September the 9th. Um, we're going to walk in Amarillo and Canyon, and it's really fun. This is one that's for your whole family. So you can bring your kiddos. We'll do face painting balloons, um, and you basically get people to sponsor you for a one-time gift. We take care of collecting all the dollars, uh, but it's a really fun family event, and it's a way for us to show the community we stand together in support of life. Absolutely. Um, so that's coming up on September 9th. Um, your businesses also could sponsor that event if you're interested in that. You can uh, go to the website, hopechoice.com, or give us a call. We would love for you to do that. Um, then in the spring, we have a banquet. And our banquet is, I think, the largest uh, banquet in the area. We'll have about 1,500 people come to the banquet, and it's our largest fundraiser. It's my favorite because we get to tell you the story of Hope Choice, and we'll have several of our clients that will share what Hope Choice and the Lord has done in their life, Mm -hmm. Um, and that is our second fundraiser, and then we just did our baby bottle campaign. I don't know if your churches did that, but we give out baby bottles on Mother's Day and pick them up on Father's Day, and we have everybody fill those with change, um, and it's a great fundraiser as well. 
Yeah, very awesome. cool. Yep, I've gotten a couple of those bottles. Yep, remember that? Awesome, Church. awesome. Yes, and okay. So, if you had a message, if someone were to be in this crisis right now and they're listening to mm-hmm. to this message right now, what message would you give them right this second? I would say that the decisions that you're making are lifelong. Um, you need to give yourself time to allow your emotions to calm. Um, and to really give yourself time to consider what it is that you want to decide. And you're not alone. There are people that want to help you in this decision and then walk with you uh, in the days, weeks, and years to come. So we would love the opportunity to just visit with you. And you can call us 24 hours a day, uh, 806-354-2244 is our number, or you can go to the website, hopechoice.com. Uh, but we would love the chance to just sit with you, support you, and help you in any way that we can. Thank you, Candy. Oh, now we really appreciate too you being vulnerable, sharing the story of of Hope Choice and and our hope and one of the passions that we have for this podcast is that anybody that listens to any episode, their lives should be better than before they heard the episode and. I think with you here today, that that definitely is the case. So just thank you for your story. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much for having us. Absolutely. So just to, if somebody wants to support you, they would go to hopechoice.com. They can donate there. Yes, they sure can. Or if you want to volunteer, you can also go to the website and we will get in touch with you. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Thank Thank you. you. I love that. Thank you, Candy. Thank you.